0: Mm-hmm. Welcome to this week's episode of The Rambler. I am your host, Mike McDonald. Welcome adoptees, adoptive families, friends of adoptees. Uh, This show is about adoptees and their stories and their experiences. Welcome. This week is the Olympics. It's the Olympics, everybody. I couldn't be more excited. I love the Olympics. Every two years, the Olympics comes around, and I get so pumped. I'm full of energy. I really love it. Like, I love watching the competition. I love watching the opening ceremonies. I love watching all the different events. Of course, I'm rooting for Team USA and, secondarily, Team Korea because, hey, you got to root for the place that you, you originated from. I mean, America is in a uniquely peculiar, specific place Uh, Because we're a nation of immigrants, right? So you can take pride in rooting for Team USA and rooting for your heritage as well because everybody's got that in America. It's amazing. It's this amazing like dual identity thing that we I, I don't know if you consider yourself lucky to have it. I consider myself lucky to have it, that I can have pride in so many nations. I love the Olympics, everything about it. I mean, it's a place, it's a competition on the national stage, on the international stage, where people take pride in their nations in a competitive, beautiful way that is like non-violence. There's no annotation of, of war or notes of violence against each other, unless you're watching like judo or boxing. But even then, it's friendly competition. It's not going to be doing any permanent damage, hopefully, to anybody, okay? And it's, it's just amazing. I think it's an amazing celebration of a global community that everybody can get on board with. Oh, God, I love the Olympics. I love the Olympics. Are you guys watching it? Are you watching the Olympics this week? Ah, oh, just fantastic. The opening, not going to lie, uh, watched the opening, thought it was a little weird. I, I did watch it the next day. I did not watch it live. Uh, we, we were supposed to go see Suicide Squad. But that didn't pan out, so we stayed in and watched the movie instead. And uh, we just didn't... We, I, To be honest, as much as I love the Olympics, I forgot. <laughs> so luckily, we, you know, they have it all in this beautiful media digital age that we live in. They have it online. Uh, and in the United States, if you're in the United States, they have it on NBC. So we watched it on NBC. Uh, they show the same three commercials over and over, but we got through it. I understand that the budget in Rio... Uh, got cut for the opening ceremonies because, you know, it's not the richest country. Uh, There have been financial issues down there, unfortunately. But the opening ceremony was still large. I would say it it was at least as big as London's. But, you know, because all the commercials, I heard that they were cutting it down. And they had the opening part with, like, the balloons and the people, like, carrying four people per balloon. And they were flipping them over and it was silver and it was black and then there was a countdown and then fireworks. And then they cut to the commercial. <laughs> and I said w- was was that it? That was the opening ceremony? They, they blew their entire budget on the fireworks and all they could afford were some Mylar balloons after that? I was very disappointed. But then they came back from commercial and it was this whole other thing. And that was awesome. So good job Rio on your opening ceremonies. Sorry that I uh, thought that you couldn't afford a, a bigger opening ceremony, but then you, you pulled it off. You you did the thing. You did the big opening ceremony that everybody loved. I thought it was awesome. I'm very excited for this Olympics. Anyways, anyways, enough about my excitement about the Olympics. Today, who is my guest? You're wondering who my guest is after that long thing about the Olympics, the diatribe. My guest today, Kier Omens. Speaking of international competition in America... She is Miss Pacific Asian American. She's the big winner. She won last year. This year, she's unfortunately got passed that crown on. I guess she can't compete again. But she has done a lot of work related to this in terms of speaking engagements and talking with congresspeople, talking with kids, being a role model, not to mention the fact that she's also an actress and a model and a Taekwondo third-degree black belt. I mean... Talking about multi talented, this is crazy. She's crazy. And she's a fantastic person to talk to. And you know what? Let's just dive right in, right now, into my conversation with Cure Omens. Enjoy the show. Enjoy. You good?
1: I'm good if you're good. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm good. Have you been playing the Pokemon Go?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't. My siblings haven't, like all my friends. I just haven't had a ton of time. Because I know I'm going to get so into it, and that's all I'm going to want to do. And I'm just like, I don't have time yet. So.
0: No, it's all life-consuming. So just be prepared. Your friends know. <laughs> your family knows. They're all. They're already in there.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, Catching
0: mm-hmm. the all the animals. or I don't know what they are. I guess they're animals?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Did you, ever,
0: did you play Pokemon as a kid or anything or watch the cartoon? I didn't,
1: so I don't have that nostalgia factor, know, but I'm, it yeah. just seems like fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. So I'm, I don't know. It's just something to do. and Yeah, you exercise. You like get out and walk around, but I'm not like – I was never – yeah, I didn't watch the cartoon or I didn't – there were cards, right? Was it cards or was it on Game Boy or something?
1: I think like everything. I, I do it It's a huge franchise. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think N- Nintendo is pretty happy right now. They're making a oh. lot of money off.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it's brilliant. It's so it's so smart.
0: <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the show officially. Welcome to the Rambler. Uh, my Thank guest you. for all my listeners today, Kira Omanz. Am I? I'm pronouncing that correctly?
1: Yeah, you're good. <laughs>
0: I'm good. I didn't totally mess that up. Good. No, good.
1: you're great. <laughs> you
0: live in the DC area? I do. Yes. Excellent. How's how long have you been there?
1: I have lived here all my life. Oh yeah? Yes.
0: So raised in DC. Is it DC proper or are you in like Maryland or Virginia or something?
1: I'm in Northern Virginia, about just a metro ride away from DC.
0: Okay, cool. It's like I don't I'm not too familiar. I'm only familiar with like Rosalind, Annandale, uh what's the other Virginia area over there, Arlington, I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm from Alexandria, which is
0: Alexandria, is, yeah
1: is, Yes yes. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, and then that, yeah, okay. <laughs> How was it growing up around there?
1: Great, I love being so close to a city. It's really nice. I really like this area too.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you stayed there, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that's must true. be pretty
0: good. did you uh you said you had siblings?
1: I do. I have a younger brother. He was adopted from Korea and I have a younger sister who's my parents' biological child.
0: Okay. Were you also adopted from Korea?
1: I was adopted from China.
0: From China. Okay. And uh, what part of China were you adopted from?
1: I'm from southern China around the Guangzhou area.
0: Okay, that's I, I. So I've only talked to a few Chinese adoptees, but that seems like an area that is major for adoption for some reason. Is that true? Yes,
1: that's what I've heard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have a lot of it? Were you Were you and your brother exposed to a lot of uh, adoption related stuff as a, as kids?
1: Absolutely, I. My parents always were very open about discussing our adoption, making sure that we were. Uh, given the tools we needed to explore our, our cultures and everything, I met a lot of uh, adoptees growing up, and I've kept in touch with the girls who were adopted from my orphanage at the same time that I was, which is awesome. And now, as Pacific Miss Asian American, I've been very blessed and I'm very grateful to meet all the adoptees in the DC area. I've been very thankful.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. I I can't believe you kept in touch with all the other adoptees that you were adopted with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like really awesome. I don't think I've – it was always like one of those things. I think the agencies always tried to put groups together of parents that were adopting to stay in touch. But usually from what I hear, that only lasts like a few years or something like that. And then they just you know naturally kind of diverge uh, as relationship and life goes on. Uh, so it's awesome that you have the opportunity to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We used to have reunions every four years. Each year, a different family would host it. That did eventually fade off. But the girls and I, uh, we do have a f- group Facebook chat and just check in with each other sometimes, which is nice.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Do they all live in the uh, D.C. area as well?
1: No, we're we're uh, all over the place. I... <laughs> Um, one girl lives in Illinois and other ones in New York and then I'm in DC and we're, mm-hmm. we're all over the place. All,
0: like all over the place. Well, that's yeah. great that you guys get to keep in touch and everything. Mm-hmm. I guess technology makes it a lo- lot easier with Facebook and all that. You can just check in, use like cyber stalk them without talking. To
1: them. Exactly. <laughs> that is the
0: plan. Always. <laughs> that's awesome. And, uh, so you had mentioned you're Miss Pacific Asian American. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Uh, uh, so how long have you been doing this whole thing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I competed around this time of year, actually, last year. The first round was in June, and there's this whole process. And the finale was in early October last year, and that was when I was crowned. And so I've been doing work this year as the title holder and I get to pass on the title at the end of September of this year.
0: You have to pass it on, you can't like compete again <laughs> and hold on to it as the no. incumbent.
1: I do get to keep the crown and sash, but no I get to <laughs> I get to pass it on to someone else so they will have opportunities.
0: <laughs> so what kind of work comes with, with winning this thing?
1: I've done a lot of community outreach. I my main platform for the pageant was intercultural understanding and I was the first adoptee to win this title so that was a big deal for me and a big deal for um, the people that I know and representing them in my community. I have given a lot of speeches on intercultural understanding and my story and all of that and it's also been a launching point for me for my entertainment career because I'm also an actor and a model.
0: That's awesome. So you have like one do you have like one planned speech that you kind of repeat over and over <laughs> or is it like you change it by the venue whatever you're at?
1: I do. I I I make adjustments. It, <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends if I, especially if like oh, I'm talking to children or I am talking to CEOs and congressmen.
0: <laughs> it can be children sometimes. <laughs> Do you, talk, do you interface with a lot of like CEOs and Congress people?
1: Surprisingly, yes, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in school, I'm, I still go to college, I'm only 20 years old, so it was very intimidating at first to go to these events and be pushed in the same room with Harvard graduates and people who have been doing this their whole lives, mm-hmm. but everyone has always been very supportive and helping me learn and grow. Yeah, and it's so, good to get
0: that experience out of the way early on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So
0: you must be a very good public speaker then.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. I'm still learning, of course. I, I'm i studying theater and communication at George Mason University. So oh, cool. I just like being able to take what I'm learning in school and being able to just put it into practice right away.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Is there like a big theater? I don't know the theater scene down in DC. I did a lot in Jersey and uh, New York, but oh, uh, nice. how is it down uh how's it down
1: there? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of wonderful theaters in DC and I've had a lot of great film opportunities in DC and in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a growing area for sure.
0: Should we watch out for you on like house of cards? <laughs> <laughs> Do they film down there? I don't that's even know. They yeah, that's
1: a big one right now. Yeah,
0: I bet that like what uh, Veep is the other one, right? Mm-hmm. did they actually film in DC too?
1: I don't think they were in DC. I think they were in the, more of the Richmond area. I could be wrong. I'm not as familiar with. Veep. Got me.
0: I'm sure you're more familiar. And The Americans is the other show that I watched. That's in that yeah. area. <laughs> so how? Yeah. How was? Uh, how'd you start getting into theater and all that? Is that just a passion that you've always had?
1: I got into theater in high school. I went to Governor's school for theater my junior year, and I think that a part of me has always wanted to do that. I remember when I was a child and just watching TV shows and things like that, and there's so little Asian representation in in movies and TV, and I would get so excited when I saw someone on TV that looked like me, like Mulan was my jam, it still is, and and I would re-watch that movie so many times, and I mean, she's a great role model, I mean, she saved China, but uh, (laughs) she was the primary one, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I, the more that I got into theater, the more that I began to realize, yes, this is something I'm very, very passionate about, I love the art form, I... I just love it so much. I love doing it and I'll continue to do it forever. But now it's also about creating a larger presence for Asian Americans and that's a cause that's very close to me.
0: Sure, yeah. Was there anybody else on TV or the movies that you aspired to be other than Mulan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Ming and She's a great actress. I um hmm that's a good question. <laughs> I uh, recently I have been watching Fresh Off the Boat with Constance Wu oh, at the yeah. park, and I think that they're great actors. I recently met um, Hudson Yang uh, when he came to DC. Oh yeah, what?
0: I saw that picture. That was very cool.
1: Yes, what was it was. Doing in DC, he, I believe, he was here for a. Uh, I know he met President Obama. I don't remember the exact name of the event, but it was very important clearly. (laughs) And we were were having a viewing party for his episode that was airing that week.
0: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you got invited to the viewing party as as like the crown winner for this past year?
1: Yes. Yes. And also because I knew a few people who were running the event, I was involved with the Asian American Film Festival. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome.
0: I think that's going on pretty soon. Well, the International Film Festival is happening in New York pretty soon.
1: Yes, yes. I have to
0: go through the list and see what movies I uh, want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, just through KoreanAmericanStory.org, dot uh, we they were bidding on you know for donations to be producers in their upcoming short film series. Oh. So I will be an executive producer or just a producer. I don't know which. I don't know the difference. <laughs>
1: Either way. Some kind of
0: producer on one of these short films. In the Excellent. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I um, encourage all the listeners and you too to uh, check out some of their stuff online. I forget what the production company's name is. It's like Sparrow Films or something like that. But if you just go to koreanamericanstory.org, they have the pretty interesting – Uh, films on there that are really cool the only one that they don't have that is actually my favorite is one called call taxi because they're uh, entering into all these film festivals and trying to get some uh awards and stuff for it so we'll see how that goes do you have any that you want to shout out that are particularly cool to you from the film festival
1: i i mean there there were a lot of good ones um I don't know if I could just pick one, but I know that on their website, apafilm.com, you can see a massive list of yeah. amazing films. Thank you get into for it? telling me about that. More, We can all support each other.
0: I That's as we should be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I actually, agree. Yeah, I think, because uh, I, I want to suggest to them, because they're a very inclusive organization uh, as far as you know, Korean Americans go. Um, and I was like, oh, well, it's cool because they're, Most of their stories that take place right now all happen in Flushing, New York, which is, you know, just one of the centers for Asian Americans (laughs) in New York City. Um, So they all take place there, but they're all kind of like uh, immigrant or 1.5 or second generation stories. And there aren't really any stories about adoptees or anything yet. And I'm like, oh, this would be, I think, an interesting storyline, but, you know, I don't have any, like, plot lines or anything in my (laughs) (laughs) head. I'm like, oh, yeah, this would be cool for you to do, but... It'd be interesting. Have you ever uh, thought about producing or writing anything, or is it just modeling and acting right now that you're focusing on?
1: I am primarily focusing on modeling and acting. I did write a lot in high school. I was almost an English major. Then yeah? I went to school. Yes, yes. Uh, that surprises a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> just because now I'm so in front of the camera, but I do love behind the scenes work. I really like editing. I've done a lot of editing and I've been editing all my own videos for all my promotional material. And So I could definitely see myself doing something like that down the road after I've passed my pride. (laughs) Oh no,
0: come on. What did did you used to write about in high school?
1: I would write a lot of fiction, a lot of short stories and novels and things like that. I took a playwriting class recently in, as part of my degree and I fell in love with it again. I've written some comedic autobiographical essays. So I'm, I do a lot of different kinds of writing. I do like writing short scripts.
0: Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular project or story that like really hung on to you that when you look back you're like, oh man, that was a really good one?
1: I mean, more more so when I would write adventure action kind of stories. Oh, those yeah? those are the movies that I like to be in as well. <laughs> um, mostly, mostly because my martial arts training and everything. But yeah, I I don't know if there's any one particular concept. But I look back at some of the action scenes that I've written, and I'm like, oh, I should get back into that.
0: <laughs> what kind of action stuff did you write? That sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> um,
0: I want to hear the storyline. Oh, <laughs> no. Hear the plot. <laughs>
1: These are like middle school, high school kids. Oh, no,
0: that's totally cool. In middle school, oh, I was writing no. like <laughs> Scream 4 or something stupid. I was oh, gonna, like all man. kinds of horror um, movies, like dumb stuff like
1: that. Oh, man. I wish I would... I wish I could watch more horror movies. (laughs) (laughs) you get too scared? I I recently just watched The Conjuring.
0: Oh, the first one?
1: Yeah, the first one. I heard it's good.
0: I haven't watched it.
1: It is. It is. I was scared, and then afterwards I was okay. Like before, (laughs) when I was younger, I think it was maybe because in middle school, at a sleepover, we all watched Silence of the Lambs, and that messed me up, (laughs) (laughs) I think. (laughs) and now that's
0: not a movie for kids
1: no it's really not (laughs) and i mean i after watching the conjuring i was like okay maybe i can do this horror movie thing i've never been able to in the past but (laughs) maybe are you like
0: trying to get back into it now are you like trying to see horror movies more often
1: (laughs) not actively but if someone if I'm hanging out with friends and someone suggests a horror movie, I'm not going to be like, "No, we cannot."
0: Is that how you were before this? Since Silence of the Lambs up through The Conjuring, you were like, "No, we're not going to watch that."
1: Low key, yes. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like guys, <laughs> I can't.
0: You tried to play it off. You're like, "Let's go watch an action movie with a lot yeah. of martial arts instead."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Ming Na Wen's in this new one.
1: Yeah, exactly. <coughs> Love her, guys, Supply- so yeah
0: like are you into like agents of shield then ming na wen kicking ass and taking games oh, sh- on that show
1: i do like that show i i mean i'm also a big game of thrones fan and oh yeah like that yep
0: <laughs> very few asians in uh in game of thrones i feel like they hit most other cultures except Asians. <laughs> I
1: oh my despite
0: my love for game of thrones
1: yes yes <laughs>
0: So you're a big, like, GOT fan? I was just... Because they just announced the update today. Uh, I don't know if you read that next season will be later than it usually is. I did is,
1: read that. I'm it actually. it will only be
0: seven episodes long.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So as, as much as I am a fan of Game of Thrones, I don't have HBO, so I'm not caught up and... <laughs> It is a struggle. You're not caught up. <laughs> no, what? No, no spoilers. <laughs>
0: what, where did you, <laughs> What episode are you up to?
1: I'm still no. I'm still at. I finished season five, and okay. I still haven't seen season six. Oh, I need to sit man. down and just watch it. But <laughs> you
0: do. You do. How?
1: I know. How do you not know have HBO? I, I yeah. I. very good on
0: your parents.
1: It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> how did you watch the other seasons? I got the DVDs eventually, oh, okay. or I'd go to a friend's house who had HBO. <laughs> That's fair.
0: That's fair. There's got to be somebody. Are you pretty active in ALDC down there, in the Adoption Links DC group?
1: I'm not as active as I'd like to be. I'd like to be more active. I do have some contacts there, but I'd like to get more involved. I, I can't. think
0: uh, if any ALDC listeners are listening, you guys should have a Game of Thrones marathon <laughs> watching party. Yes. <laughs> and invite <it's>... Kira. <laughs>
1: I'll bring snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then you can give one of your scripted speeches about how, you know, all of these, I don't know, what are your, what are your speeches about? What, what happens when you go to these different events?
1: I've done speeches ranging from just my adoption story and my pageant experience. I've also done... Shorter speeches on being an Asian American actor and representing and fostering a larger presence for minorities in entertainment. I've also talked about my more broad topic of intercultural understanding and combating racism and daily discrimination, things that aren't, more, that aren't institutionalized racism just in your communities, little mm-hmm. things you can do like that.
0: So what is the, uh, the adoption story that you, that you give to everybody? Is it the whole story? Is it everything? The good and the oh, bad? Or is it just like...
1: <laughs> well, when I was a baby, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's mainly just how I was... For me, I know every, every story is different. Every adoptee has different views on their past and everything. I was adopted when I was 10 months old but i was put into the orphanage when i was 7 months old okay. so i so i do know that my birth parents had tried to keep me for 7 months mm-hmm. and then i i mean, my parents came from the united states to come get me and i mean it i have a very positive outlook on my adoption story i really love my family my parents have been wonderful i've so um, i think that most of the story or the speech, I guess, is about how I, growing up, was a weird identity. Um, trying to find the right word for it. But <laughs> as, as a lot of people that I've talked to, it's kind of like a weird fusion of identities, I guess, where I don't feel... Asian enough to fit in with people who were raised by Asian parents, but I don't look American enough to fit in with all of my peers. And so recently, actually, it this has been something that I've grown to love and embrace and just everything that has made me different can make has allowed me to make my biggest contributions to my community and to help inspire younger generations and even just... People I know in daily life and in my communities. So.
0: That's the speech.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like a synopsis. <laughs> it's the
0: short paragraph.
1: <laughs> it's my paragraph. <laughs> I took out a lot of the parts where I spew inspirational messages at you.
0: <laughs> what kind of inspirational messages do you have? I want the show to be inspiration. This episode is going to be very inspirational. <laughs>
1: Just, just Kira spewing quotes. Everything. Just a lot are they of that. your
0: own quotes, or are they like Gandhi quotes that you like stole?
1: <laughs> sometimes, sometimes a mix. You know, sometimes I like to borrow. But <laughs> lots of Martin Luther King oh, quotes those are good. recently. Yeah, yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of things, especially when I'm talking to younger. Teen, like younger teenagers like my siblings ages it's a lot about just learning to love yourself and accept yourself for how you are and again like I said viewing your differences as a contribution instead of scrutinizing them as something that makes you different from other people and viewing that as a bad thing I think that it's just so important for everyone to learn and grow together and that just because someone's different than you doesn't mean they're superior or inferior to you. It's an opportunity to learn and grow. And you only learn and grow when you're presented with something new and different. So
0: I agree with all those things. Why do you want to cut those out of the show here? <laughs> you're trying to deprive me of inspiration. <laughs> Well, how did you uh, how did you come to settle on on these uh, views and the inspirational quotes that you shew to the younger audiences and <laughs> hopefully to some Congress people too? I would I would hope. Yes, they, they probably need the same thing <laughs> in this environment. Um, I mean, is that something that you how how did you settle on that as your platform? I, w- I guess I would say.
1: I think that through my pageant journey and then also just my life and personal journey, I've just learned that once you just take it easy on yourself and you accept yourself and learn to figure out what's unique about you and how you can use that to your benefit in personal and professional life, I just have become so much happier. I've become just such a more upbeat person. And I I just know that I. I mean, I'm also a teacher. I teach a lot of young children uh, of all different races and different subjects in acting and dancing and martial arts and just anything I can do. I love my students so much and anything that I can do to make their lives easier is I will do it. So I think that it probably started from when I'm just in class and one of my kids will have a problem. they'll just need to talk it out and sometimes it just goes back to like be confident in yourself be confident be compassionate care about yourself care about other people I also think that my acting has given me much more empathy for other people because when you're stepping Mm -hmm. into a role you have to understand their choices even if you don't agree with them understanding them being able to portray everything realistically and respectfully has helped me easily be able to not easily always but helped me be more open-minded and look at things from another person's perspective
0: yeah yeah did you used to before coming to these realizations about inclusiveness and accepting (laughs) other people and everything did, did you used to get down on yourself about those things or did you ever get like bullied and stuff like that about being different and it just got you down
1: I did I was bullied when I was in elementary school my so was my brother because I mean we were Asian people would like pull their eyes back so they mm-hmm. were like all thin like i people think Asian eyes are or that's the that's the notion for some reason like that's not even creative like (laughs) yeah it's hacky (laughs) yeah exactly tacky bully (laughs) but i mean like that kind of stuff it it gets to you especially when you're a child that's something that will always stay with me um and i mean i mean kids can be very cruel they can find anything to bully someone else about to make themselves feel better but in the end it's it's just a vicious circle really
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's true and you know uh, some things that I bring out when I talk to people about bullying or anything like that is usually going with the empathy thing like maybe there's something that's happening in their lives that's making them act out like this Is you know maybe they're a bully because that's what they see at home or uh, yeah. maybe yes. there's some other situation going on with them that's forcing them to lash out in some negative way that's affecting you but you exactly. know, maybe that's their very behavior possible. is driven by something else
1: Hmm. Hmm. And I mean, it's when I was younger, I was so quiet. I would never speak in class. I think that anyone from my elementary, middle school would be alarmed to see the kind of work that I'm doing. They're like, "This is not the same person." <laughs> but once you once you learn to accept yourself and use your voice for good, then I just think you'll be much, much happier. <laughs>
0: Be like Mulan.
1: <laughs> Save China.
0: Save China. Befriend a dragon named, his name was Mushu, right? Or
1: something. Yeah, he was great.
0: <laughs> uh, you mentioned you uh, do martial arts as well? Uh-huh. That is crazy. You are like crazy busy right now. <laughs> well, I am. And you dance too.
1: I do, yes.
0: <laughs> so you're very coordinated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, I guess you would have to be. So, what what kind of martial arts do you do?
1: I'm a third degree black belt in Taekwondo, and <laughs> you look so sh- shocked and very really high.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess so. Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> and then I also have been doing some Krav Maga recently and mixed martial arts, wow. more street fighting. So now yeah. that I know more of the like the traditional styles of fighting and the technique. Now I'm utilizing those in more everyday kind of self-defense situations.
0: Wow. So you must have been doing this for a while. Taekwondo, so did your brother also do Taekwondo? Did you guys do it together?
1: We did, all of my siblings, we
0: all did it together. How long are you, are you the only one that still does it?
1: Yes. (laughs) I'm the only one who's still as into it. Or are they
0: all like third degree black belts? Just a whole family of ass kickers.
1: Yes, exactly. My brother and sister are both second degree black belts. Oh wow. Yes. So they, they also kept with it for a while. I think I'm, I think that while I'm not sure if I'll continue to go fourth degree or anything, though I could, once you're fourth degree, you are a master. So I could become master Kira Omens, but it's, it is a lot of training. It is a lot of work. Um, but yeah, I I think that I've more branched off into the Krav Maga and they they were like, cool, this is cool, I can I must not can say I'm a second degree black belt forever. <laughs> I started when I was in first grade though, so yes a long time. And I've been dancing since I was four.
0: Wow. So. so what kind of what kind of dancing do you do?
1: Primarily Chinese folk dance, though I there are a lot of parallels between that and ballet. And I also have done jazz and a lot of hip-hop recently.
0: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is the Ch- so you got started with Chinese folk dance?
1: I did, yes. Is that, that was, was that
0: your choice, or did your parents kind of push you in that direction?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I was four, so I was down for anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, def- I loved it as a child. My mom would... There was a recording of my dance troupe. Doing all these different types of dances, and I think that I was in kindergarten. I would make my mom play that for me after school every day, and I would just try and dance along with it. And I mean, I st- I still do it. I've stuck with it all these years. It's it's the primary way that I've connected with my Chinese culture, actually, which has been great because we perform at a lot of different a lot of different important events in D.C. and along the East Coast. We have been invited to perform in England and in Taiwan and everything, and so all these cultural events are so, so great.
0: That's awesome. So you've gotten a lot of opportunity out of that. hmm Would you say you had more opportunity out of the dance aspect or the martial arts aspect or the acting or the pageantry <laughs> <laughs> or the modeling? They all kind of go together. Or the teaching? <laughs>
1: I know, I'm crazy.
0: <laughs> you, got, you sound very busy. I mean, I was pretty busy as a, you said you're 20?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, I was pretty busy as a 20-year-old, but definitely not doing any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, <laughs> wow, yeah. You, so you're still dancing then too?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Are you involved with that at school at all, at George Mason too, or is it just kind of off to the side as well?
1: It's mostly off to the side. I have performed at George Mason a couple times. And last year, they invited me to choreograph a dance. And so me and a couple of other girls did a performance for Chinese New Year. And we were invited to perform in a couple other venues, which was neat. That's awesome.
0: Uh, are, you, are you usually the only adoptee in all those groups too?
1: <laughs> I, I think they're – no, not necessarily. There – a few girls from my primary dance troupe who are adopted. Oh, yeah?
0: hmm Do you guys, like, share a bond over that? Do you have your own special group <laughs> that you can, like, kind of click into when you're there? At or not at is it just the more of a, at the hey, the what's other girls.
1: Up? <laughs> Not at the expense of the other girls. We're not just like, well, we're adopted. So. <laughs> <laughs> you all but... stay
0: away. <laughs> Adopty corner.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely a resource for them. I... Um, even the, one, the girls who are much younger than me, who I've watched grown up, grow up, now they're teenagers and they'll sometimes just be like, hey, Kira, I want to talk to you about a thing. <laughs> and so I'm like, yes, I will. I will talk. <laughs> and um, I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of parents as well. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I talk to people.
0: (laughs) Are you involved at all with um, China's Children International? Have you heard of this group?
1: I have. I recently did a a, um, group chat. Google chat? Oh,
0: yeah. I think I got one of those coming up with them. <laughs> oh, next month. excellent.
1: They're so fun. I love all those people. They're so great. So easy to work with, very uplifting and supportive of each other. It's a great community. And I'm very, very grateful to be a part of it. I hadn't heard of them until after I had first started the pageant work. And I was exposed to that. And I was just like, wow. Wow. There are so many of us. This is excellent. There like,
0: <laughs> sure are, yeah. There's a lot out there.
1: <laughs> it's great.
0: It's great. I think it's what, up to like 150,000 or something is the latest stat that I heard. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I mean, you guys have really caught up to the, the Koreans in terms of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: No. Not a competition. <laughs>
0: I n yeah no kidding i don't i didn't I didn't say that meaning for it to be no, like competitive I like, you oh, I we got to have more adoptions than you no, I, <laughs> I don't think no, anybody's uh, buying for that title uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and then when did you, you when did you start getting involved in the pageant work that was just this past year you just started doing it and I hadn't won a, first off I, did, I, did,
1: I have never done a pageant before in my life. this is my first time, really, so what got you interested in that i My Well, my dance teacher had, as soon as I had turned 17, because that's the youngest you can be to compete, as soon as I turned 17, my dance teacher was encouraging me to do this. She would comment on some of my prom pictures, just like, ooh, pageant dress, question mark? (laughs) (laughs) And it was always in the back of my mind like that, like, oh, maybe I could do this. But Mm -hmm. some pageants have gotten such a bad rep for just being all surface, like it's not about the whole package of the woman it's Mm -hmm. a lot about appearances and so I didn't want that to be what I became known for or I didn't want that to be what broke me into any kind of industry but I the I performed I danced at as a guest performer at the Miss Vietnam DC pageant and the public relations manager for the Miss Asian American pageant was the present. And he approached me afterwards saying, I think you should do this. You have stage presence. I think that this would be a good opportunity for you. And I had the opportunity to attend the finale of the previous year and see all the girls competing. And I was so, so impressed. Every single girl on that stage was so smart and well-spoken and talented and beautiful so, I think that that was really what made it click for me was that this pageant represents so much more than physical beauty. It's about who you' excuse me, who you are on the inside and what kind of message you have to spread, and a lot about representing your culture because it's all different Asian American women mm-hmm. and being there to support each other and uplift each other and there was not. Animosity. <laughs> uh, you, there were no cat fights or anything. There were,
0: there were no fights backstage. No, rings and earrings weren't coming off.
1: <laughs> no, it's it was definitely more of the the kind of portrayal of a pageant in Miss Congeniality <laughs> with Sandra Bullock, where all the girls are helping each other curl their hair and like support each other and like, oh, let's eat pizza afterwards, kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and I look back on that very fondly and I'm just very grateful to – I still have a lot of close friends who competed with me that I keep in touch with. There aren't hard feelings there or anything and it's just anything I can do to help them and they all support me and it's, it's just a really great atmosphere.
0: That's awesome. And, and what was their – what were their angles when they had their speeches and stuff? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had a, We had a lot of great – Platforms that we had domestic abuse, we had female empowerment. I was intercultural understanding. I all these girls are from so many different paths of life, and it was great to learn from each other and support each other, and just to help each other <laughs> become better people and to represent our communities.
0: So, so walk me through. What do you, what are the the categories? What are you what are you competing on the different things? Okay. <laughs> I want to hear all all about it. I've never been to one of these. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: We all did a group dance in the beginning. Then we each did a short Mm self-introduction. And then this is only the finale. So this is the final 15 girls.
0: Oh, okay. Who was in the final 15 with you?
1: Uh, A lot of amazing women. (laughs) (laughs) I was a lot of great women – like. Some girls were going into the medical field or engineering, and we had nursing and public relations and everything. And Mm -hmm. I'm here my theater major and communication major. I was more artsy. Um,
0: Which states were they? Was New Jersey up there?
1: (laughs) I don't think we had any girls from New Jersey. It's really... We we didn't... It's not a requirement that each, like, state is represented. Uh They do their best to make sure that a lot of different heritages are present. So there is Chinese, there's Korean, and Indian, uh, Cambodian, um, and Filipina. um, A lot of of different heritages. Just
0: everybody. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yes, there are very many (laughs) Asians. Um, So after the self-introduction, we each did a talent portion. And then a we did a fitness swimsuit portion and an evening gown, and then we each answered an onstage question. And I believe that that's it.
0: Were there any girls that you were like, oh, that was a good one. That was a good. That was a good talent. <laughs> this is yes. Competition.
1: I mean, the whole competition was kind of like that. I honestly felt like it was such a toss up, and like I feel like no one really knew where anyone stood it, it was a great sh- it was a great show and I feel like that's that's how it should be it's no fun when you can predict the winner <laughs> that's <laughs> your why pair, we all watch Game of Thrones
0: like cheering you on the whole time
1: yes I was very fortunate I have very I just have a great support system I have a lot of wonderful friends and like I've said many times I adore my family they've been with me every step of the way but yes, I had a, a lot of, and all of my, all of my students and teachers and I'm just very blessed with a great support system.
0: Awesome. We're we're going to switch gears a little bit. Sure. <laughs> Have you uh, been back to China?
1: No, I haven't. No. I'd like to, but not, I haven't yet.
0: So you thought about it? You're like, I want to go back? Mm-hmm. Where do you, where, where do you want to, what do you want to do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> all of the touristy things. <laughs> yeah,
0: you gonna, gonna take a couple of trips and like knock out all touristy things one trip?:
1: Possibly. it would be cool to go back more than once. I definitely want to, I mean, visit Beijing and Hong Kong and everything, and then obviously Guangzhou and see the area where I'm from. My parents made a scrapbook. They took so many pictures when they went to China and they just have a scrapbook of kind of an album of This Is Where You Came From and it's really sweet and so I've been able to learn a lot from that and it's just fun because it's not all the touristy things. They also took pictures of like, oh look at this food they're selling on the side of the street <laughs> kind of thing or look at the look at the buildings where we are. <laughs> And everything. So it's very thorough. So I feel like I have that little slice with me nice. but I'd love to go and experience that all for myself.
0: Yeah. No kidding. It was like just random pictures of all kinds. That was like 20 years ago so I imagine it must have changed a lot since then.
1: Oh, absolutely. I've heard they've done a lot of construction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean China's definitely come up in terms of economic power and international Absolutely. might, so I, I like, why wouldn't they build it up? <laughs> I've always seen pictures of that. Like, I've never been to China. I had the opportunity to go for a week to Beijing, but I didn't take it, and I kind of regret that. Uh... It's like, I see all these pictures now of friends going. And I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. And you goes visit the Great Wall, and everybody's got the obligatory Great Wall picture.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh,
0: God, I'm so jealous. When do you think you want to go?
1: I'm not entirely sure, honestly, I, I'm so busy with a lot of the things I'm doing here. It is mm-hmm. an important, it is important to me, though, I mean, I'm not, not rushing it. I think that the opportunity will present itself when it will. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm very happy where I am, and I, I'm looking forward to when I'll have the chance to.: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. And you uh, so how I got linked up with you is through uh, Spencer. Mm-hmm. who uh, is heavily involved over there in ALDC. And they, I, I was supposed to meet you, actually, earlier uh, at that microaggressions panel
1: Oh yes. that they were
0: hosting. And uh, right. unfortunately, I didn't get to make it out there. I was so mad because I was in D.C.
1: Bummer. And I was like,
0: oh, I'm going to go to Virginia that day and meet up. Uh, but then like, I was traveling with some people, and they weren't firm on their plans. And they never <laughs> texted me back, so I'm like, I better just wait here instead. <laughs> I was so mad because I was like, and then they didn't end up doing anything, and I was like, oh, I could have been in no. Virginia this whole time at that panel. <laughs> oh
1: no! It was a great panel.
0: Tell me all about it. I'll, I I want to hear about it.
1: I mean, wow! I, all the everyone there was so insightful, and it was great to be a guest speaker and share my story <laughs> and inspirational. Did you have inspirational me? quotes? They <laughs> brought upon Every- them. just rain
0: just rain inspirational quotes
1: i have like a mlk toss them out like (laughs) fortune cookies (laughs) no but um i mean in all seriousness everyone there i was on the panel with um matt and jonathan and then i met spencer and lily there as well and they're they're all so great everyone's like like i said just so supportive and insightful. And I learned so much from everyone. So, I mean, I was a guest speaker on the panel, but I feel like I learned so much more from everyone else than anyone could possibly have learned from me. I mean, it was a great environment, just very open and honest Mm -hmm. and respectful and discussing real issues that we face in our daily lives and just little things we can do to make them better, whether that's changing our mindset in the moment or – because most of the times things happen and then you think about it later and you're like, oh, I should have said this. I should have said this. Better equipping yourself to prepare for situations that catch you off guard while also keeping a positive mindset and maintaining confidence in yourself.
0: Well, like what? Give me some examples.
1: <laughs>
0: I want to hear the example.
1: <laughs> I I know – I'm trying to think of one example. I mean um I'm trying to think of a specific scenario that so, we had gone over start I at know- the
0: beginning. did they define microaggression?
1: Yes. Yes. <clears throat> um I'm not going to be able to word it as eloquently as <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> off, off the cuff here, but just um little little comments that don't always stem from malice, but maybe from a little bit of ignorance about someone's situation. Like, oh, you were adopted, and then all of a sudden they think that's an invitation to just delve super deep into your personal life. Like, a lot of people had been faced with situations where people were asking questions and they didn't particularly feel like answering them, Mm -hmm. or situations where someone – one of the big things was when people are asked, where are you from? No, where are you actually from? Oh, yeah. Situations. And, mm-hmm. I mean, again, not that, that does not always stem from a place of malice, but it is bothersome to some people because, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the first thing you notice about me and you're not interested in anything else other than that I'm from America, I'm here. Um, but just... Thinking about how um, I think that one of the solutions people were saying was just finding common ground with people. If you don't feel comfortable talking about something, you don't have to. And you don't always have to make that a time to learn a lesson, time to educate you. It's not like that. Uh, <laughs> you, can you don't want to leave a verbal like,
0: smackdown every engagement that you have exactly, with a human being.
1: <laughs> exactly. just <laughs> to having that empathy, being able to be empathetic to others and help other people be able to speak to you and have empathy for you in your situation. Mm-hmm. So, and again, you don't always have to make it a battle life lesson like you you don't have to cha- make that into an opportunity to like I'm going to change you. Um, but I mean, if if someone asks about like your adoption story and you don't want to delve into that, it's a very personal piece of your identity. You yeah. just say Oh, you'll have to buy me a drink if you want me to sit down and talk about that. But, well, don't um, do that because kind of you're 20. Yes, not for me. I can't say that. I'm underage.
0: Yes, exactly. I shouldn't even be in this <laughs> but, bar. What am I doing here?
1: Exactly. It's just like, oh, that's a long story or something like that. Just something subtle so you know you get your message across like, hey – um, not not now, you know, <laughs> or <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't something that I'd discuss with a near stranger kind of thing, un- mm-hmm. unless you are comfortable talking about that kind of thing. It's different for every single person, and everyone will respond to different questions differently, and something that might offend someone might not offend someone else, so it's just about understanding each other, being empathetic, and... Being respectful. You can be 100% honest and 100% respectful.
0: That is true. What else did you uh, did you learn there from the other panelists?
1: Like I said, everyone was just so insightful. I felt like everyone was full of quotes. <laughs> 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 um, I know that Jonathan had talked a lot about... He does martial arts as well. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, and his a lot of his answers stemmed from knowing your mind and being able to change your own outlook on something. And while it may have offended you at first, like, taking a positive spin, calming yourself, and, I mean, a lot of wonderful, wonderful things were said. Um, I know that Matt talked a lot about um, very applicable situations. Like, he was the one who was saying, like, oh, like, just make a joke out of it. You don't have to, you don't have to, like, condemn anyone because it like um, we all talked about how a lot of times microaggressions don't come from a place of wanting to be cruel to someone it's just something that people don't necessarily understand and um, so it was it was just such an insightful panel I met a lot of amazing people and again a lot lot of uh, Korean adoptees that I had not been connected with before and now I am and it's fantastic. (laughs)
0: And now you're on the show.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's that's true. That's true. Now I get to meet you.
0: Yes, yes. And I'm sure that many other people will be contacting you after this for other inspirational quotes. You should just have a page (laughs) of Kira omens, inspirational
1: quotes. I'm full of them. (laughs) 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 Do you have like a go-to list? Like do you
0: have a book that you're like, oh, what's the one today?
1: (laughs) I am that kind of person who would just, like, have a calendar like over oh, one. No. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yep, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Here comes the sun, like. <laughs>
0: the quote of the day. Here
1: exactly. it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, is there anything uh, else that you're working on right now that you want to kind of promote out there? Other sure. than handing the crown and sash off to the next Miss Pacific Asian American.
1: Mm-hmm, sure. I am in a musical right now in DC as part of the Capital Fringe Festival. It's called Dark Times at Grimesville High, and I'm having a blast on it. We've had three shows so far with great crowds and positive reception, and it's it's a hilarious show. It's a dark comedy, and it's a musical. I never thought I would do a musical. Why not? <laughs> you got the acting and the dancing down. You sing, too? <laughs> I- not as much as I should. I I do I do um, I never thought it was enough to be able to sing competitively to get into an ensemble as a, such a talented ensemble as the one that I'm in right now but I'm I'm very grateful for it I'm still working on it I can sing <laughs> um, <laughs> I can harmonize
0: um, but, <laughs> did you do that in high school too did you do like chorus or anything
1: no or I did just not just theater. I did not, right? I it was primarily theater and dance, but now I'm now I'm getting back into singing and I'm having a blast and it's a great show. I love it. Awesome. I love everyone involved in it.
0: What else is going on in the future? Just getting ready for what junior year of of college?
1: Senior year, my last Se- one. This,
0: you're a senior already?
1: Mhm. At 20?
0: Mm-hmm. Man, you are a young senior.
1: I am a, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I don't turn 21 until September. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it's coming up. It's coming it up. It is, but
0: and you're going to be finishing up at George Mason, and, and then what? You're going to be unleashed upon the world and <laughs> doing theater and uh, and what?
1: Yes, and I've been doing a lot of nonprofit work recently. I have, I'm now the spokesperson for Devotion to Children. And I also became a representative with World Health Ambassadors. And these are all through appearances that I made as Pacific Miss Asian American, all the networking opportunities that I've had. And I've always wanted to work with nonprofits. It feeds my soul. Uh, <laughs> I And using just this position as a spokesperson to fuel the causes that I'm passionate about. and And I've also... I've be, been a guest reporter for a Saigon Broadcasting Television Network and invited to do a couple celebrity interviews for them, which has oh, been cool. awesome. I My most recent one was with some of the stars from 13 Hours, which was a Michael Bay Paramount Pictures film, mm-hmm. story of Benghazi. So that was amazing. I, so, yes, I'll be unleashed on the world <laughs> acting and... <laughs> Speaking about important like <clears throat> world issues and interviewing people.
0: <laughs> well, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, each one of those nonprofits that, that you had just mentioned? Just a, a short little bit on each one of those.
1: Sure. Devotion to Children helps is geared towards families with um, children who are under the age of six and help provide high-quality health care and educational opportunities just so that these families under the poverty line can have the same opportunities to help their children. Um, it's a beautiful organization uh, started by Rosemary Tran Lauer, and she's been such a mentor for me, and she's such an inspirational woman. Her story is incredible, how she came over from Vietnam as a single mother with raising two children and got on her feet and... Has she's just so well established now, and she's such an inspiration. I also have, um, also I mentioned World Health Ambassadors, and they do a lot of mission trips and trips to help help poverty-stricken countries and just helping uh, provide uh, health healthcare services, and it's just. Both, both are truly worthy causes, and I'm very, very thankful and passionate um, to be involved with both of them.
0: Awesome. What do you plan on doing after after school's over?
1: Hopefully, just what I continue what I'm doing now uh, with the acting and the modeling and with. The, continuing to work with the nonprofits, i plan to stay in this area for a little bit uh possibly move to a bigger city if i get some cool opportunities uh acting wise but hopefully just continue what i'm doing now
0: yeah well you plan on moving east or west i guess or <laughs> north i should say from you
1: yes that's true i i'm honestly not sure i i know that a lot of the The films and TV work that I want to get involved with is out in L.A. Mm -hmm. So I do do like D.C. I've been to New York. I like New York. Uh, Even moving to Atlanta would be great. Uh, There's a lot of film work there as well. So I'm really not sure where I'd like to end up yet. I think a lot of it's going to depend on opportunities and what kind of network I have in these places because I definitely would not want to just pick up and go to a city where I know no one, I know nothing about the city. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a little bit scary. (laughs) Um, I have been to New York before. I like it. There are great opportunities there, but I mean, I also have a great network of people here. So I guess we'll see.
0: Well, you're always welcome to come up to New York, and uh, we have a great organization at AKA. You could help out. Oh,
1: thank you! Excellent, great. And
0: there is a theater scene, so I hear in New York. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard of it. It's very small. It's quaint.
1: Maybe. (laughs) Yeah,
0: a little bit. Uh, you may, you, we could hook you up with uh, Jenna Ushkowitz, maybe she could help you out. And she, oh, I think she's she used to be bi-coastal. She lived in L.A. for a while, so maybe she has some contacts out there for you. <laughs> she's,
1: she's very cool.
0: Yeah, she's she's very down to earth. I did a panel with her uh, at the NYU, and she's she's really cool. Awesome.
1: awesome.
0: Uh, is there where can people find you online in the in the interweb world?
1: I'm. All across social media, I I primarily use Facebook. My URL is Facebook.com slash Kira Emily Omens. So K-I-R-A-E-M-I-L-Y-O-M-A-N-S. I can spell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I hope your name, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever spelled it out like that in a really long time. Uh, but I know this is a podcast. It is. Um, and then also I'm on Online, I have my website at kiraomans.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at kiraomans. No spaces, no caps, just that. So, yes, please connect with me. I love hearing from people.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule in life. Thank you
1: so much (laughs) for having me. me. This has been so much fun.
0: Oh, I agree. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you.
1: You too. Thank you. All
0: right. Bye. All right, how was that? How was that interview, huh? She's great. She is fantastic. I was so happy that she took the time to come on the Rambler and ramble along about all kinds of things, about Pokemon, about scary movies, about her life, her experiences, and her inspirational speeches and the work that she's doing and will continue to do. I look forward to seeing her on the Big and small screens everywhere. Eventually, maybe on Agents of Shield. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe she'll be doing all kinds of stuff. Listen, you can go check out her Facebook page at facebook.com/slash kira emily Omens. That's k i r a e m i l y o m a n s uh, at after facebook.com and the slash. You know how Facebook and HTTP works and hyper text link addresses or whatever. You know how to do that, okay? You're, you're smarter than I am. But that's the address Facebook.com slash Kira Emily Omens, and you can like her page and keep up with her, the 2015 Pacific Miss Asian American. Go like her page, check it out. Anyways, go watch the Olympics. Enjoy your week. Enjoy, hopefully, a whole week of peaceful competition where we can all just celebrate in a glor- glorious, glorious, Unified global spirit that brings us all together in the best way possible. I love it. I love the Olympics. I hope you guys do too. I hope you guys have a great week. I'm going to go mow the lawn, watch some judo maybe, and uh, eat my way through Queens. That's the plan today. Eat my way through Queens. Uh, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I hope that you're doing something as glorious as all those things. Because that's what life is about, everybody. Enjoying the time that you have on this earth, as short as it is, with the people that you love, in a great spirit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to wax poetic, but I'm not very good at that. Listen, I'm just going to do my regular thing. You can always email me at therambleradhd@gmail.com at gmail.com if you uh, would like to drop me a line, if you are interested in doing an interview or having a conversation with me, or... If you just want to send a message of, of encouragement and say, hey, this show's awesome, I really like it. And if you do really like it, I highly encourage you to rate it on iTunes. Go leave a review. Leave a nice five-star review in the podcast section, and you could leave a little short sentence or two that says, like, this guy changed my life. I'm so happy to hear all these different stories about adoptees and their voices, and they finally have a platform to speak about these issues you know something like that, and i'm not putting words in your mouth i'm not going to put words in your mouth, okay, but it's something like that uh you can always find me on twitter at uh the rambler a d h d and i'm also on facebook that was the other one I was going to say is facebook facebook.com slash the rambler adhd you can find me there like my page you can message me there you can write on the visitor part you can also check out upcoming events oh upcoming events that's something i gotta talk to you guys about i have an upcoming event let's check out what it is it is on august 11th uh thursday and it is going to be my live conversation with china's children international from 7 p.m until it's done Probably 9 o'clock, 8.30. I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to be talking. You guys know I can talk for a very long time. But that is what I'm going to be doing. It's going to be a live Google Hangout. I believe there's a way to uh, make that happen somehow, uh, live stream to YouTube or whatever, and you guys are going to be able to tune in. I will tweet out and put on my Facebook page more details when available. More details, okay? And that's about it, I guess, this week. Music is provided by The Bell at Needle Drop Records and A Collective Effort. And you can go to their uh, SoundCloud page. Just go to soundcloud.com and search for A Collective Effort Music. And their page will pop up and you can listen to all their songs. Also, sampled a little bit this week from John Williams, the great John Williams, great composer. uh, And he uh, provided me, personally, with the Olympic theme, uh, which you listened to in the beginning. And, of course, we have... A little bit of Muse here up at the end from the uh, last London Olympics theme song, which I hope you guys will enjoy. With that, I hope you guys have a great week, and hopefully you will tune in to the live Google Hangout later this week on Thursday, uh, and to the show next week with my interview with Sally Spickard. Speaking of the Olympics, Sally Spickard, uh, you guys can check her out. She's an equestrian, an equestrian, so get ready for that, horses, horse talk. BoJack Horseman go watch it on Netflix. It's fantastic. All right. I'll let Muse play you out. The soothing sounds of Muse. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the Olympics and enjoy your life. I will talk to you guys next week. Peace out. It's-